showtime. It's time for that radio show everyone loves. Do not attempt to change the station. Just listen, and we'll keep broodcasting. Time to begin the show. 103.9 L.I. News Radio presents Your Island, the very best in talk radio, with your host, Tom Shalero. to our Friday edition. This segment of our program is being brought to you by the Suffolk County Police Benevolent Association. The PBA, it serves to support law enforcement, participate in special events and programs all designed to help protect our community. They care about you and keeping us all safe. From the anti-drinking and driving campaigns to protecting our children with education on the Megan's Law, PBA promotes a great relationship between the police and the people it's sworn to serve. Suffolk County is one of the safest counties in the country and the PBA takes pride in its strong belief in our security. They have honored our fallen heroes and contribute greatly to our suburban way of life. Need to know more? Go right to that website, www.suffolkcountypba.org. Noel DiGirolamo, president. I'm, I'm telling you, I am promising you a hot show today. We're going to take up a whole array of issues. We'll be talking about some local stuff. We'll be talking about some national stuff. We'll be doing the Week in Review during our last segment with uh, Barbara LaMonica, local journalist, and she'll be filling us in on some of the things that are out there. We are live streaming on Facebook, Your Island with Tom Shalero. We just had the great assemblyman, Doug Smith, just walking in. Doug's going to be with us probably. We've got him handcuffed here to stay the whole time to the 2 o'clock hour. He's going to help us out with some of the discussion and so on. Just so much going out, uh, going on out there, and uh, we'll, we'll probably hit on it during the course of the show. Doug, how are you today, my friend? So good. It's always good to be here. I just had to readjust the headphones. I don't know whose head was in these headphones, <laughs> but it was a lot bigger than mine. So, <laughs> You know, but, it's just incredible some of the stuff that's going out there you know let's talk we'll, we'll start off kind of benign uh, I, I, let's take the national issue there's a lot of divisions in this country right now and you, and you know what actually bothered me yesterday Doug and I could speak to you because you're out there you're talking to the folks uh, I, not to coin a cliche but you are a man of the people you are you know people like you they look up to you uh, you're one of the great elected officials here in Suffolk County and and I was watching the demonstrators outside of the Trump rally last night and they were throwing things at the people want to express their feelings. It's kind of nice. I don't care if you hate Donald Trump. This man's 
draws a crowd of real Americans, true blue Americans that care about their country and they want to see their president. They shouldn't be harassed that way. And, and it kind of broke my heart. There was a Mexican family, Mexican-American family, and they were wheeling in a baby carriage and they said, we support our president. And there were people screaming at them, you shouldn't be uh, supporting this president. How could you tell an American? It's when you knock on doors and people tell you that they're a Democrat, you don't, you look at them and respectfully say, that's great because at least you identify with a political philosophy and a problem. We got a problem in this country right now, Doug. I don't know. Your thoughts, audience thoughts, 631-451-1039. Kind of broke my heart yesterday to watch that. It, you know, it is tough. And this week, uh, this kind of fits into that. Um, I did a mailing to my district right. about uh, a series of one-on-one with your assemblyman. And I like to do yeah. kind of like a, a it, it's a, it's not really a town hall because we don't draw that kind of turnout, but uh, but it's an opportunity where people can talk about anything. And I, you know, I'm in my office every day, but uh, but I did this one at the Sachem Library this week. About 12 people showed up and very polarized uh, by yeah. national politics. Yeah. So they wanted to know, where do you stand on this and this and this? Yeah. And uh, I mean, they, w- when they realized that you know, it's not quite the same. They did have a lot of thoughts and and very good thoughts on the local issues, but right. uh, but it is sad to see. And I, I you know, uh, somebody was there with a Make America Great Again hat. We had another uh, woman there that every five seconds she couldn't help but call Donald Trump, our president, the uh, all these terrible names, right, and right. it just it's right. a bit bit of. It, it's just it's not good for the public discourse. You know, I'm trying to have a real conversation with my constituents over the course of two hours right. about local have, pothole issues, so to right. speak. You know, uh, seriously. And uh, get ahead. I'm, you know, like I, the I you know, we were talking about like the bottle deposit. There's a nickel yeah. bottle deposit. Right. Right. Okay, that's a state issue. You know, it, it right. may not be the sexiest issue, but it, it, it is one. And uh, uh, but but to your point, I, I think it is said when you know it's good that people want to express uh, a feeling, but we should not get physical. We should not be. And 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 one thing I'll tell you. Uh, um, and I went down to Washington, D.C. on September 12th, 2010, as part of the uh, the Tea Party movement held a big rally against single-payer health care, against uh, cap-and-trade at the time. Right. Over a million people were on the National Mall. So this right. is September 2010, right in advance of the midterms where Republicans did very well. Uh, and I'll tell you that a million people there the next day, there was no garbage because, mm-hmm. you know, there's people care about this country. And, and when I when I see people on either side of the aisle that that litter or they create, you know, garbage and things, it, it just it really takes away from their message. If they're trying to if yeah. they're trying to send a message. Yeah, and it's sad. Know, and I'd have to use that same word. It was sad to what I saw yesterday. Twenty thousand people showed up at this rally. It didn't really happen beforehand. I mean, before that, you know, people paid attention attention to their political candidates. But for some reason, they're attracted to this man. They like this man. They feel he's speaking for them. And they should have a right to attend that rally uh, unmolested, uh, to attend it without being cursed at and so on. And what happens? The police are put in jeopardy. They had to put up a line of the mounted unit had to stand there with the horses and they were shooting. Uh, I guess they had to use pepper spray in order to keep the crowds away. Uh, one, there is a video of one pro, uh, excuse me, one uh, go were of the uh, of the rally uh, being pounced on by by just people pouncing on him because that person has a political viewpoint that is no place in our democracy folks and if you're listening right now and you're a democrat or a republican and you hate trump or you love trump that we should all be able to sit together and exchange our viewpoints because next november we'll all have a choice and if he's re-elected as president then we need to support him if he's not uh, uh, re-elected then we'll need to support the other one whoever gets elected and that's it we can we can give our points of of you, but not with the violence and so on. And, uh, you know, we'd all like to think politics is local because I think you're somewhat insulated from it. But then again, you're not.
Yeah, I mean, actually, and we'll probably talk about it later on the show, local politics sometimes can get even uglier. And, yeah. and you know it, too. You ran yeah. for office as well. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, But uh, but I think something on Sunday that happened, uh, if you saw the video of Ellen DeGeneres sitting with George W. Bush, President Bush, at the uh, Dallas Cowboys game on Sunday, right. and she received such heat from uh, Democrats saying, how could you sit with this man? He's a Republican. Uh, you're you know, a supporter of the LGBT community. You know, how's it? And she came out and said something great. She said, you know, I I have friends that don't agree with me politically, and we still like to have conversations. We still like to spend time together. I enjoy a game. You know, God forbid she, you know, she also mentioned she was she's actually a Packers fan, and they were sitting in the owner's box at the Dallas right, Cowboys. Right, right, right. So, you know, not just political differences. Yeah. You know, she's got, she said, uh, I got my uh, little cheese hat in Porsche's purse right. and her, uh, her wife. But, uh, you know, so we're talking about be kind to everyone. That's what she said. Uh, even people, not just people that agree with you, you know, that you should uh, extend that courtesy. And for me, I have great friends who are Democrats. My wife, when I met her, she was a Democrat. The guy who got me involved in politics, I won't name drop, but he's one of the most active Democrats in Suffolk County. Right. Uh, he's a great man. And we and I am a Republican. And that's OK. See, we're all part of the same team. It's called Americans, you know, and uh, we have to have at least competing political philosophies in order to govern. And that's the choices that we get. Now, of course, George Washington warned against this. He did. And he said we shouldn't have political parties. And this is a man who ran twice for president without an opposition. They gave it to him. It wasn't until the second presidential, and as you know from a teacher, that, uh, you know, John Adams and then Thomas Jefferson then decided to go at it. But then there was a competing delegates and so on so uh but i could see the evils of political parties i could see the evils of con- uh, of uh, competitive political philosophy but i don't see the hostility I'm no sorry it shouldn't be hostile and i think the other thing too is if you look at what the two political parties stand on um aside from major issues they are pretty similar i mean they, they yeah. do we do have uh things in common and i think uh if people and that's the other thing like i take votes that are good for the people i represent and some people uh will say well that's not the republican viewpoint uh, yeah, but it's good for the people I represent. Yeah. So I, I don't think that we need to be uh, jammed into a box like that. The, the fact is, uh, I, you know, you should do. And, and uh, Sean, my aide, who uh, who will be here in a, a few minutes, he always likes to say my 80 percent friend is not my 20 percent enemy. Yeah. I, I like mean, that. and I wish we all shared that. I think uh, we here on Long Island, I have a lot of friends that are on the left, a lot of friends on the right. Uh, I've had the great pleasure of doing this show, meeting people like yourself, Assemblyman Doug Smith, my guest today. And uh, I've lost friends on the left and I've lost friends on the right. You know, they say, well, we don't like what you're talking about, so we're not going to be your friend anymore. You know, that sort of thing. And I, I to this day, I can't understand it. And, and we'll get some audience involved in this. Our number here is 631-451-1039. Well, this will be a general theme that we'll take up. I know Doug's got some local issues that, that he wants to talk about, and I think they're important, too. It's just that it, it really did bother me yesterday to watch that. I saw good Americans going into that rally, and I saw crazy people outside the rally who, and, and I, I would love to talk to them and say to them very simply that, do you want to live in a country with one political philosophy? Yours. Is that the country you want to live in? Because throughout history, I can tell you all about them, whether it was Mussolini's Hitler, uh, uh, Italy, Hitler, uh, Hitler's Germany and, you know, uh, Stalin's Russia. Is that what they want? I mean, is that what what it's all about? 631-451-1039. We've got Andrew at Lake, in Lake Grove. Hey, Andrew, you're on the air, sir. How you doing? Good. Good. A couple of points about the, uh, let's say, the misbehavior of people who uh, aren't for one another's uh, political okay. philosophies. Okay. First of all, let's talk about Maxine Waters. Right. Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm no fan. Oh, I'm no I, fan. A lot of that, <laughs> that woman is unhinged. Yeah. And, 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 and she called for a lot of this. And yes. I don't know if it would or wouldn't have happened before right. or after. Right. But that woman's unhinged. Yeah. I agree. And from but what that, she that, said, that, I mean, I'll tell you, like, sorry, uh, sorry, but from what I, what she said when she encouraged people to disrupt right. uh, members of government, you know, I'll tell you, my wife and my one-year-old child, in the back of their mind, when they go out in public, generally people say, hey, how you doing? But uh, there could be some unhinged person that disagrees with something I do in the state government. Right. You know, that's not okay. That's not yeah, okay. Yeah, it's not okay to do that. Yeah. She should be. A, she she's should just, just a, yeah, she's a mean-spirited, yeah. unhinged person yeah. who is definitely asking mm. for more than just just right. counter ideas exactly you know i'm glad you brought that up because i was ignoring that i was not thinking about what causes people but if we have elected officials in this country that call for that sort of behavior i think it was the former director of the homeland security who was harassed going to dinner yep. and she and then maxine waters said whenever you see them out to dinner you go after them Yep. And that's what you referred to, Dirk. Yep. You're out to dinner with your wife and your family. You happen to have Republican next to your name. You get some unhinged local Democrat that wants to go along with Maxine Waters. This is horrible stuff. It, it really is. And I, I'll tell you, like, for, to that point, uh, and I have three staff members uh, that work in my district office. I just put cameras in our waiting room uh, as an extra security feature because there's a concern about there is uptick a concern, yeah. in unusual yeah. We're behavior. We're going to have to take a break. Andrew, thanks for that. We're going to have to take a break. I want to just get Roy in uh, real quick. Roy from Riverhead. Hey, Roy, give you about a minute hey how's it going good you know one of the things i'm originally from long island i actually live in florida now oh, okay and one of the things that i see that's happening that's really upsetting to me is the people are taking personal views and mixing it in so mm -hmm. for instance if i say i like president trump because of this policy this policy the economy the this the military i could say i could think of 10 things off the top of my head they'll say I hate him because he's an idiot. Now you can't deal with someone. That's not an intelligent. Who, yeah, I know. Right? Who's not? Who's not dealing in in anything but a personal attack? And this is what's happening. And they try to spin that around as though Trump is making all the personal attacks and stuff. But it's become a party of trans. The Democratic Party has become the party of transferring their negative attitudes onto whoever they feel like attacking at the time. And it's really, it's, it's, it's becoming a, a hard thing to deal with because you can't deal with personal attacks. No, not at all. Having an educated no. discussion. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're, gonna, uh, we're going off to a commercial break. Roy, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks for calling in from Florida. I appreciate it. Our number here is 631-451-1039. We'll be back in about six, seven minutes. I got the great Assemblyman Doug Smith in the studio. We'll be talking about an array of issues, some local stuff. But also we'll take up on this, too, because I think there's an undercurrent here that I think is important for us to bring out. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Doug Gray of the Marshall Tucker Band. Always keep your eyes open for motorcycles. This message is brought to you by my buddies at Long Island Abate. The following radio show is live, except for the announcement you're hearing right now. Welcome back to Your Island Live with your host, Tom Shalero on 103.9 LI News Radio. And once again, welcome back as we are moving right along. This segment of our program is being brought to you by the great motorcycle rights and safety advocacy group, Long Island Abate. American Bikers for Awareness, Training, and Education. They promote safety on our roads to the two- and three-wheeled rider to ensure automobile drivers look and see and know that motorcycles are everywhere. They promote training, common sense 
insurance laws. Attend court proceedings to ensure justice for those involved in motorcycle accidents for drivers drunk, distracted, or recklessly careless. Call Abate President Jim Barr at one eight 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 li abate or visit that website, longislandabate.org. Please watch those left-hand turns, number one cause of motorcycle accidents. Also brought to you by Manzoni Real Estate. Well, are you looking to sell your home or buy? Look no further. You see, your home is your most prized possession. So don't mess around. Call a professional. Ray Manzoni has sold and found homes for many of our listeners here at LA News Radio with satisfaction, which is why I love recommending Ray Manzoni as your real estate broker. All you have to do is this. Call 631-928-1188, 631-928-1188, or go to that website, www.manzoni.com, and mention your island with Tom Schlero. Like I said earlier in the show, anything goes today. It's Friday. We'll take any issue. We've got Doug Smith to help us out. Doug is an assemblyman here in Suffolk County. Uh, just does well. I know sometimes when he's up there in Albany, we'll actually play his floor speeches right over the air. So we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, Doug's got some stories to tell and some of the things that are going on in his community. But I, more importantly, I want to take your questions, your answers, your uh, comments, whatever you say, 631-451-1039. Let's see what Tom over in Mastic has to say. Hey, Tom, you're on the air. Hey, Tom, how you doing? Thanks for the time. Pleasure. I, I, don't, see any, I don't see any way around this nonsense. It, it's communism against capitalism. They've mm. never... It's like oil and water. They don't mix. You can never mix them. They can never... You know, it, it used to be that we cared about the country. But these people don't care about the country. They want the country to disintegrate. They want it all to go away, mm. and they want their own ideology, which is communism. Which is one ideology. We're, not, we're a country based on diversity. We have always been that way. Why all of a sudden are we going to have one mantra, one point of view? And this is what they were doing last night, and that's disturbing to me. It really is, to a large extent. You know, Tom, if you called on and you had a political viewpoint and I had a political viewpoint, we can discuss it, we can see each other's points, and then go have a cup of coffee. It's not the way it is anymore. Yeah, but there's a lot of hate on the other side, and, and they see, you know, this guy's been keeping his word, he's been, he's been doing what the American people asked of him to do, and he's keeping his word, and he's more popular than ever now, and they can see that, and they're not happy about it, and every day that goes by, they see their, their, their chances slipping away, yeah. and with every day that their chances slip away, they become more violent, more agitated, that's why you see those Antifa guys out there trying to start the nonsense. Yeah. Should be arrested. It's silly. Yeah, it's really silly. You yeah. should be able to go and 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 put your politics out there, and nobody has the right to hurt you while you're doing it. That's not what this country was built on. Exactly. So much so, uh, Doug. What do you think? I mean, I like what down a little bit. I, I definitely like what you're saying, and. I think something that's disturbing, we've seen a trend over the last maybe five or six years with college campuses, you know, uh, being these, uh, it's supposed to be a bastion of free speech, free ideas, uh, but any time it seems on a lot of these campuses in California or uh, here on the East Coast, if someone wants to uh, convey a conservative idea, uh, it's really met with hostility. So it, it really makes it, you wonder, you know, we do promote diversity, but uh, we need to promote diversity even if it's someone we disagree with. You know, we are a free society, uh, and then this... Uh, this moral uh, equivalence where, where people are saying, well, we can't, you know, support or, or talk to somebody from the other side because they're so deeply wrong on these issues that we can't even 
and give them a sounding board. That's just wrong. That's an arrogant. Tom, appreciate it. it. Thanks. Thanks for your comments. Thanks for listening. I do want to say this. We are live streaming on Facebook. You can listen to us. You can watch us. Your Island with Tom Schlero. Send us some comments. We did get a comment from uh, a good friend of mine, Kenny. I hope he's still listening. Uh, Kenny, I knew from the police academy and from the police department. Just a great guy. Made us laugh all the time. Just a great sense of humor. But he was a great, great instructor. And I want to thank Kenny for listening. And uh, thanks for commenting. Uh, 631-451-1039. George from Rocky Point. Hey, George, what do you say? Hi, um, I'm just wondering, it seems like the Democrats can subpoena anybody they want at any time. Why isn't anybody on the left, Democratic-wise, getting subpoenaed? That's a good question. I mean, it seems to be one-sided. You're right. There's a lot that has to be done here. You know, certainly the arrests of two Giuliani clients, that's a biggie. I was reading about that this morning. I don't know where well, that's going to go. I really don't. How about Hunter Biden? How about Joe Biden? Yeah. Well, uh, Hillary Clinton. Well, if they if they push forward on this impeachment proceeding, uh, the president will be able to call witnesses and talk about and, and you know present a defense. So uh, expect that. I mean that that will be and and keep in mind who the president is. Donald Trump is also an entertainer. So this may wind up being one of the uh, most. Uh, outrageous and, and, you know, kind of uh, over-the-top hearings. So I think all of that information is going to come out, uh, which, you know, I really think that maybe people should think twice if you're going to really go down this impeachment route. I, I just don't think it's going to be helpful for Democrats in the election. And I'm telling you, I go door-to-door and I speak to independent-minded uh, New Yorkers, people in our community in Long, on Long Island, and they just don't see that's going to be a positive. Yeah. Does it have zero chance of getting through the Senate? Uh, I would. I mean, I would say they would need you know, every Democrat to vote yes, and then 19 Republicans. Right. I believe about 67 votes. Yeah. they would need. I would say absolutely no right now. But you know, yeah, never. never know. All of a sudden, they could all. You know, I don't know. I mean, I two days ago I'd say no way, but I'm starting to hear like Marco Rubio, of course Romney. Yeah. They get there's some Republican undercurrent down there that oh yeah. my God, would I mean, these guys do it? Would I mean. It's almost like Caesar and Brutus <laughs> at two Brute. Remember that? The Ides of March? Uh, I mean, this oh, guy's yeah. not a politician. So that's, I mean, I, I guess now he technically is. But uh, it's true. I mean, he he definitely disrupted the political class in Washington. Yeah. So we'll see. I'll tell you. Mm, all right. Thanks for giving me the time. Hey, George. Any Anytime. Uh, we'll take a couple more calls. We'll get back to uh, our assembly. Pete, there's Pete over there in Port Jeff Station. Hey, Pete, you're on the air. Hey, Tom. Thanks for taking my call. Pleasure. How are you? Good, good, um, good. You know, I, I, I've talked to you about this a couple of times. I wasn't in favor of impeaching the president, right. but I mean, after everything that's come up, and I spoke with Nick last week, he's yes. into bringing out all the dirt. I think we should do it. I okay. We should just all get right. it out. Let's just do this thing. Get it over with. You want to bring out the dirt on the Democrats? Fine. You make your case. Right. And, you know, and, and, and the after Democrats, those, the two indictments of those... Uh, yeah, that, the, that did Tom, it. does that stink or what? Oh, and they caught him at the airport. One-way tickets out of the country. With, with, the, by the way, these were American tickets. citizens. They were born with in the Ukraine. One-way tickets, Tom. I know. One-way tickets. I know. Come on. Well, eyebrows. Right. One-way well, tickets. You know right. Let's do it. Get it out in the open. Let's 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 let it, let the chips fall where they may. All right. Good way. I like Thank it, Pete. You. I like it. Thanks uh, again. You know, Doug, uh, you know, this stuff makes the blood boil. I don't know. I didn't take my blood pressure pills this morning, and I should have. <laughs> and uh, there's just so much out there. There. Let, let's just get benign for a second. Let, let me just do James real quick. We got yep. James from Calvin. Hey, James, you're on the air. How you been? Uh, yeah, you guys are using the wrong te- uh, terminology. It's not impeachment. It's impairment. <laughs> keeping the president from doing his job. Right. They're all bananas. They're a bunch of fruitcakes. You know, I mean, th- these people that 
it's a colossal waste of money to go after a president and impeachment. You know, let the guy do his job. And the other thing I don't understand about this country is um, the political parties that don't get along. Um, whatever happened to that old saying, opposites attract. I mean, people are totally opposite. Now they're trying to kill each other. And, you know, it's like they're blaming everything on Trump. You know, the things are going wrong in their own lives. And he has nothing to do with that. And, you know, these Democrats that are running for president are painting this beautiful utopia picture that can't possibly come true. You can't go all green because you need coal to make steel to make the wind turbines. So that that idea is just totally stupid. And and everything they talk about is just ridiculous. It just has no plan for the future. You know, and Biden is now saying he wants him at peace. I think he should be tried with treason and Obama and his son, because what they did. Ed Mangano's wife is going to jail for doing the exact same That's thing. Right, yeah. No show job yeah. and getting paid. Yeah. Why shouldn't Joe, Joe Biden's son be going to jail? You know, I mean, this is what this country sees. You know, these political figures are breaking the law. They're stealing. They're lying. They're not doing their job. And they're going after the president. Their job is to take care of this country. And, and I'm going to get off, but you keep telling people to get out and vote. They don't want to because it, it, well, we got to get people the out. Same to vote. old thing. Yeah. We have Every great year. We have great local changes. elected officials here. We got to make sure that they get back in office. And I think all that's right, important. I'm getting off. All right, right. appreciate it, there, James. You know, uh, one of my great sponsors, Long Island Abate. Let's we're going to get local now. And by the way, folks, we're going all off the charts today. You could talk about anything you want. Call in anything you want. I got uh, again Assemblyman Doug Smith in the studio. Uh, Long Island Abate, uh, something going on. I mean, they're a great sponsor of mine, Jim Barr. President of Long Island Bay, they, they, in my mind, they've saved lives here in Suffolk County with their education program about uh, motor, motorists and motorcycles and so on. So they did um, this every year for the last five years. Uh, Long Island Bay has sponsored a motorcycle run for our veterans. Yes. And what they do each year, they collect uh, donations uh, to help local veterans organizations. And they have an anonymous donor. So for every dollar that's donated, this anonymous donor, this this kind uh, this kind woman, uh, will actually match three to one. So for every do- dollar you donate, it becomes four dollars. Yeah. And it's really incredible. So the other night on Tuesday, I, I believe it was Tuesday, these days meld together when you have so many things going on. But uh, Tuesday night, uh, they held their annual dinner. They collected this year $160,000 and gave it out to about 20 veterans organizations. We're talking uh, local American Legion, VFW, AMVETS, Gold Star families. Those are yeah, ones who yeah. lost their ch- children in, uh, uh, in, in combat. Uh, they bought a van for the disabled American veterans. They've done such great work. And that's just one of the things. And, and you, you, you listen it out. They, they go to court and they defend people. Uh, and, you know, they, pr- they make sure justice is served for uh, any motorcycle or three-wheel driver that gets hit by a drunk driver yeah. or somebody's recklessly careless. Uh, so they do great work on that end. They come up to Albany. They, they talk to me about important issues for motorcyclists and keeping our roadways safe. But then to, to actually take the extra time and raise money for our vets, incredible work. You know, and I'm glad you said that Tuesday. I was out of town. I wasn't able to be there. But I am there every year, and I see exactly my sentiments are 1,000% what you just said. Uh, and I've said this a million times about Long Island Abate. There's not one organization that I know of that could raise that much money uh, for our veterans. And I said there's two most important things to me personally doing this show are veterans and the cops. Yeah. That's what I say. And I, sometimes I get attacked for that. Sometimes uh, people agree with me and so on. But we need to support our police. We need to support our veterans. And I am always have always been uh, glad to have them as a sponsor of this program, along with the Suffolk County PBA. And uh, I can't say it any other way. Let's see what other people have to say. Hal from Holbrook. Hey, Hal, you're on the air. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just listening to all this, and uh, it's the Democrats, this whole illusion show, what's going on behind door number three. And I was just thinking, um, in my opinion, I think this all has to do with the Democrats getting Bill Barr, because that Horowitz report's coming out, I think, next week sometime. okay. So can you imagine if they uh, subpoena Bill Barr? The day before Horowitz releases his report, because you want to talk about mass confusion down in Washington. And another point I like to bring up is the attorneys that's representing this alleged leaker or whistleblower. Right, okay. Uh, his name is Andrew P. Bakage, and he was, a, you know, one of those resistance movements. And if right. you, I mean, this is public information. You look at his text messages that, that he was putting out. One, for instance, 530 of 219. Thus far, I had a role in having a CIA IG removed and forced another one to withdraw his nomination or position. Do you remember when uh, Donald Trump restricted um, Brennan's security clearance? Yes. Yes, I do remember that. Yes. This was the attorney that wanted to represent John Brennan because he Brennan. worked yep. for John yes. Brennan. This, and this is a guy that's, setting, that's representing this the, alleged whistleblower. The, the, whistle, the alleged whistleblower, yeah. I'm like, who? I mean, we're Americans. I mean, are we smart enough to to look at this and 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 see what's what's actually going on? I here? think we are, and I think 2020, our, our elections will show that the American people are plugged in and they are interested and they are now, paying is attention. Treason? Is this a coup? Could that is this be treason? Treason? Yeah. Like right in front of us? I hate to use the word. It sounds more like collusion. <laughs> but I hate to use. Yeah, I mean, word. what's going on here? Yeah. And I think they're just trying to get Bill Barr before Bill Barr gets them. Yeah. That's uh, what I really think this is. You know, it's, it's out of hand. Out. You know, c- c- you know, cleaning the swamp. We've heard the phrase before. That swamp may not be able to be cleaned. I don't know. It, uh, I, I just don't I like mean, what I hear and see. But, but, uh, I don't I mean, like what I hear and I see. And it's like the media, you know, they're playing offensive line here. Well, I, I think that goes know? to something we talk about on the program, on, on Tom's program a lot. Is uh, and, and Governor Pataki actually said this to me when, uh, when I was with him. Uh, he said voter apathy is probably the most dangerous thing to our republic is that people yeah. just don't care. They don't take an interest. And I'll, I'll tell you, all these negative things and all these uh, conflicting reports in the news, it, it does make it where people would might might be less likely to vote just because they're so fed up with everything. But, you know, we're encouraging people, please do vote. You know, make your yeah, right. If I'm China and I'm Russia right now, I am laughing oh, my yeah. butt off. Yeah. Like, look at your intelligence community. Exactly. Look what you're doing to your president. Yeah. You know, yeah. like... We could do anything now. Exactly. Right. So it doesn't look good here, here in the world stage. Let me go to another right. call. Hal, thank you very much. We've got James over in West Hampton Beach. Hey, James, you're on the air. Tom, how are you? Good. Mr. Smith, how are you doing today? Good. I want to say, first off, just give you a little bit of praise, Tom. Yesterday's program was amazing with the police commissioner. Wasn't I was she great right? to be able to hear. Yeah, yeah just, and that's what, that's what I'm getting at with this. I love your show. Um, I have never been more informed about local politics. In fact, I never really cared all that much about it until I started getting older paying taxes, paying the real bills and, and living on my own and stuff. Yeah. And as I grew up, started realizing that I need to know who's involved in like my highways. I need to know who's mm. looking over energy and things like that. And, yeah. and you know, it's great that we talk about this impeachment fiasco. It's I not going to so. go anywhere. We know that. And it's good to talk about it. People, it's on their minds. But it really is a diversion from our local officials. And having Doug Smith here, for crying out loud, I mean, it's like how... How more informed can you be when we actually do bring on elected officials, hopefuls that are looking to take seats? And what we really need to do is just focus. I mean, we have such 
pressing issues and Suffolk County is in such dire straits uh, right now yeah. that we really need for me personally, I am just not going to watch anything about the impeachment. I, you know, it's really not, it's not my concern right now. My concern is who's going to take office in a couple of, in a right. couple of weeks, you know, yeah. who are we voting for? Like, do we know who we're voting for? Are you just going to go to the polls and hit Democrat or hit Republican? Because that's what like, you know, people used to do. Or are you going to read to your candidate, you know, read about the candidates. Are you going to listen to their interviews on your show, right. you know, and find out? So, like, when you have a problem next time with the highways or a pothole in front of your street, you'll know who to call. And you'll say, hey, I didn't vote for you, but I, or, hey, I did vote for you, but at least I know about you. And you know who to call and say, hey, I need your help. Yep. Good point. And that's what we need to do. Excellent. And we, we, now we have our politicians. They're out there knocking on doors. Answer the door. Hear what they have to say, because the, the best. The best thing you could do is take care of the politics in your backyard, because that's the thing that's going to affect yeah, you the most wonderful. and the quickest. Great words, James. I tell you, you actually set the stage for our next segment, because we're going to be talking about a local <laughs> thing. So, the best thing you could do is take care of the politics in your backyard, because right. that's the thing. That's, that's it. Appreciate it. Thanks so much, James. Like I said, we'll be talking more about this when we get back. And I got Lance with Shirley, last caller of the segment, then we'll get right back. Ed, Lance, you're on Good the Good morning, guys. Good, Good morning, guys. Uh, thanks for a great show. Just building on James's last remarks about, you know, voters being involved. Like when you do those segments, you know, highlighting the police department or you talk to other officials, um, he's talking about the business of, like he said, I agree with him, all politics are local. And I think uh, a show like yours has the platform and the opportunity to start talking about it. Like, we, yes. we all go home and we pay our bills. We look in our checkbook. Mm-hmm. How much do we have? What do I want to do? The forgotten middle class. You've heard it a million times. The forgotten middle yeah, class. Yeah, but not even the forgotten middle class. All I'm saying is, you know, we've gotten so used to the way our entertainment uh, industry has evolved over the past 20 years. That it's only what's hot and what's uh, controversial that gets attention. When it comes to running the business of our nation or our community, you know, just knowing what the numbers are. And, and I think that's where all this impeachment nonsense, I agree with the other callers. It is. It's all distraction. We all know it's going nowhere, but it gets nonstop news coverage, you know, and that's that's what really yeah. has to change. And that's why, you know, you have such good listeners because you're doing okay. the right thing. So okay. I would put an idea out there to you and your producers. Do those segments, you know, put the, you know, talk about the budget of Suffolk County, you know, where, you know, where are yeah. we missing? I mean, I know that might be controversial. Yeah. I'm not sure what guidelines are, but again, yeah. it's just great to hear. Yeah, we had Dean Murray on others. yesterday, who I think yeah. did a pretty good job with that, so. too. And we're going to continue yeah. with that. We have 25 days, I think, yeah. so we have our local elections, and I'm glad Lance Absolutely. Uh, did a no. great job with that. Lance, thank yeah, you so much. Have, I appreciate it. Have a great day, guys. Thank you. Take thank care. You. Okay, we're going to take a short break. We want to get back. We're going to hear more from Doug Smith. Too many phone calls. <laughs> That's okay. And, uh, Take up some of the local issues. Doug's got a couple of legislative races he wants us all to take a look at. I'm your host, Tom Schillery, listening to the award-winning Your Island here on 103.9 LI News Radio. Take a short break. We'll be right back. for that radio show everyone loves. Do not attempt to change the station. Just listen and we'll keep broadcasting. Time to begin the show. 1039 LI News Radio presents Your Island, the very best in talk radio with your host Tom Shalero. And once again, welcome back one hour down, one to go. This segment of our program is being brought to you by the Suffolk County Police Benevolent Association. The PBA serves to support law enforcement, participate in special events and programs, all designed to help protect our community. They care about you and keeping us all safe. From the anti-drinking and driving campaigns to protecting our children with education on the Megan's Law. PBA promotes a great relationship between the police and the people it's want to serve. Suffolk County is one of the safest 
safest counties in the country, and the PBA takes pride and strong belief in our security. They have honored our fallen heroes and contribute greatly to our suburban way of life. Need to know more? Go right to that website, www.suffolkcountypba.org. Noel DiGirolamo Perez, and once again with Assemblyman Doug Smith. We're taking up all the issues. Talk a little bit about some of the local races. A lot going out there right now. Today is Friday, so we're trying to get a lot in. And at the last segment of our program today, we have Barbara LaMonica does our Week in Review. Doug's agreed to stay here. We'll comment on some of the weekly stories and what took place this week. Let's get back to, to Doug, obviously. Uh, 25 days. Dean Murray told me it was 25 days left until uh, November 5th. We have local elections, town elections, uh, whether it's supervisor, council persons, receiver of taxes, highway superintendent. We have a county executive's race. We have all 18 members of the legislature. Now, this isn't your year to run. You will be running again next year. You run on the even number of years. Do you get involved politically? Um, sometimes. It, 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 it depends. If I believe strongly in a candidate, I will go out there and knock on doors and support them. Uh, I like to work with, you know, I work with anybody who's in office, regardless right. of party. But right. at the same time, I also am a resident of Suffolk County. And, you know, I want to see good things in the future. I right. want to see taxes go down. I want to see these things. Um, and so sometimes, sometimes, yes. I mean, I've been knocking on doors every, uh, you know, a lot recently because there's a hot race in the town that I represent and uh, the community where I live. Um, but, uh, you know, so we, we never take a day off. And I, I will always take an opportunity also to meet the people I represent to say, hey, I'm right up the block. If you need something, come to me anytime. Right. So right. that I do take that opportunity. Um, right now, we have probably the hottest race right here. Uh, I don't know if we're necessarily sitting in the district here in Ronkakuma, but uh, Holbrook, Sayville, Oakdale, Bohemia, part of Ronkakuma. Okay, so those folks that are listening that live in those areas pay close attention. And Bayport, Blue Point, a little piece of Holtzville. Uh, it is the county legislature race. Okay. And this one's so interesting. Two years ago, uh, a newcomer to the political scene, this guy, Anthony Piccarello, I'm friends with him. He's a Satrum graduate. I'm also a Satrum graduate. Um, He decided he wanted to run for office and uh, take on a lot of the issues on the county level, as we know, and and John Kennedy's been here. Even Steve Steve Ballone will talk about it. The county's in bad shape financially. We're basically just above junk junk bond status, which they throw that out there. But what it means is uh, when the county needs to borrow money, we're paying a very high interest rate. It's like having your credit card maxed out where you're paying that very high interest rate. Uh, And, uh, you know, county's in bad shape. So he turned around and as a newcomer, he knocked on thousands of doors. Uh, No one expected him to uh, really do as well as he did. That race was basically a tie. So come election day, the the race was so close. It was Anthony Piccarello against Suffolk County Legislator Bill Lindsay. Uh, it took a month to count the results. So wow. they didn't have the results of that election wow. till December 5th. Uh, it came down to 200 votes yeah, uh, in an election that probably over, I think over 30,000 people voted in um, with the Constitutional Convention on the ballot and all that. Uh, And now they have a rematch. uh, And uh, you can tell the tone is much different than it was two years ago. Two years ago, it was positive on both sides. Uh, This year, it's it's really heated up. And the level of uh, negative and nasty attacks that have come out against uh, somebody, my my friend Anthony Piccarello is And for full disclosure, you're supporting Anthony. I'm supporting Anthony Piccarello. for, For full disclosure, Disclosure. Uh, he's a Republican candidate. I've known him for many years. I also uh, know Suffolk County Legislator Bill Lindsay. We've worked together on, on issues. Yeah. So, And he's uh, been in the show. I want folks to know that he's actually been in the studio. Yep. And we, we gave Bill some time on, on the program. And we actually, uh, Anthony Piccarello also did call on. So I just wanted to put that out there that they both were able to express their points of view. Now, what, uh, what is I love it? a hot race, though. Oh, I love it's, a hot race. And <laughs> what made this race hotter, so, so your listeners understand, there were two primary elections back in June. Right. That's what makes it 
race really interesting because uh, the way New York State does our uh, elections, uh, basically, if you're not a member of a party, you can't run on that party line. Right. So what? Uh, it, so we started out the election season where uh, Legislator Lindsay had the Democrat, Independents, and Conservative Party uh, endorsement, and uh, Anthony Piccarello had the Republican and I believe Libertarian Party endorsements. Uh, there were pro- two primary elections on June maybe twenty fifth or twenty sixth of this year. Right. Uh, a write in campaign. This is incredible. So Anthony Piccarello, his name, you know, my name is Smith. Okay. I think most people can spell it. They can pronounce <laughs> it. Uh, if you put a gun to my head, I, you know, uh, I don't. I don't know if you're listening, Anthony. I probably can't spell your name correctly. There's a lot of C's, a lot of I's, and and, all that. Um, So about 300 people showed up and wrote in Anthony Piccarol's name. And in one night, that changed the entire dynamic of the election because it went from uh, a Democrat, conservative, independent candidate against a Republican candidate to now uh, legislator Lindsay has the Democratic line and uh, and I believe working families line and Anthony Piccarol has the Republican conservative and independence lines. Wow. Uh, yeah. That changes the entire dynamic. And it, it, it goes back to one of your callers said a lot of people, unfortunately, will vote party line. They're not necessarily as tuned That's in. That's right. That's right. Uh, so having the lines, it, it can make a difference uh, on that. Um, but this this race has been uh, I mean, I haven't seen in Holbrook in many years. I haven't seen a race this close. I think the last race that was this close was probably when in 2003, then uh, Al Graff, before he was an assemblyman, he ran against Bill Lindsay's uh, father, which was uh, the Bill Lindsay Sr., now junior is the son, that's the legislator. That was probably the last time our community had that hot of a race. Um, and it's, uh, I mean, the, the level of attacks going back and forth um, and some of the accusations. Now, I, I get dragged into the race, so sometimes you, you can't really control it. Um, I guess I'm pretty popular. I, I don't really put that much thought into it, but but uh, both sides want to be seen associated with me, which I okay. kind of laugh about. Right. Um, well, this, that's a good thing. I mean, yeah, that, I, particularly I, among the Democratic side. Yeah. I take it as a compliment, yeah. you know, but, uh, but something that I think did kind of bother me last night was uh, some people were sharing with me that... That, uh, that legislator Lindsay and I, uh, we did a beautiful thing this summer. We did a toy drive, a Christmas in July toy drive for Stony Brook Children's Hospital. And uh, and I, th- I think it's a little sad that those pictures are being used where we're delivering uh, toys to sick children and that those pictures of us together doing a really nice act are actually being used in the political campaign uh, to show, uh, you know, maybe imply an endorsement or something like that. I, I just, that doesn't sit well with me. I mean, it's not, it's kind of par for the course when we're talking about these things. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I take it as a compliment personally, but. I mean, uh, yeah. Well, politics, uh, obviously from talking about the national scene and now looking at the local scene, it's a, it's, I've always said it's not just a dirty business. Okay. But for the most part, it's a contact sport. It yep. really is. It's like football or MMA or whatever you want to say. I mean, it's a rough sport when you think about it. And, you know, people get brutal and nasty and so on, all to convince the great people out there that are listening to vote for them. And it's probably no different even on the local level here. And that's why uh, this is a highly contested race. Let's say there's 18 members of the legislature. Yep. The Democrats hold a majority, which means that they could rub a stamp at Democratic County Executive. Maybe some people don't like that. So now the whole idea is, uh, will Republicans make a game? in the Suffolk County Legislature. And that's uh, this seat, I think, is definitely in play. Oh, it, it, it certainly is. And what what I think is going to be determined in this race, Anthony, uh, his campaign is being outspent 13 to 1 thus far. Is that right? Uh, yeah. yeah. But this guy is relentless. He knocks on every door. He meets people. Uh, anytime I'm out in public with him, I'm shocked. Actually, I've 
Sean uh, Himes with me. Uh, people very often will say hi to Sean or hi to Anthony uh, before they'll say hi to me, which uh, makes me a little maybe concerned as your uh, New York State <laughs> Assemblyman. But but uh, they are very popular. You know, Anthony's very popular in the community. So t- it, the question is going to be, if you take your message directly to the people, can that overcome massive spending. I think it does. I think it does. Let me put that out there. Maybe somebody wants to answer that question. Uh, Do you vote because you've gotten 16 different mailers in the last seven days and you've heard the name on radio and television or are you voting based on the handshake? I've always said this, shake a hand, get a vote. Yeah, I mean, people need to meet and have the opportunity to ask you a question. That's why, I mean, I've knocked on thousands of doors uh, because, and, and you know what, not everyone's going to agree. People will ask, where do you stand on this issue? I'm honest with them, uh, and I know many of our candidates will be candid at the door. Uh, and, you know, sometimes you get support, sometimes you don't. Uh, but, you know, some of the level of attacks, you're talking about these mail pieces. I mean, Anthony Piccarillo received a ticket for playing in a poker game. He ended up paying, I think, a $275 fine. It's being plastered all over town. He was arrested for promoting. And gambling, yeah, and that's that's the dirty part of politics. Six three one four five one one zero three nine. Talking about dirty local politics, and how does a candidate get their name out there? And I think that's important. You know, yeah. when we think about it. Let's see what uh, Joe from Rocky Point has to say. Joe, what do you say? Well, I, I got to tell you something. I, I really feel the mailers turn me off to candidates. Okay, no mailers. Um, okay. Yeah, well, because you know it's funny. I, you know, I got one from the le- the one legislature running in my district. You know, telling us that, you know, the condition on the road, she sent the letter. Then I get a, a, a mailer from the highway department superintendent that, oh, that, that mailer shouldn't have been mailed. I've been doing, pay-. you know, it, it just gets to be a little ridiculous on each side of what mm. they're claiming or what they're trying to do. It, it kind of turns me off. I would rather them walk the neighborhood, knock on my door. I, I remember probably six years ago when Jane Bonner did it. I knew her from the neighborhood, didn't know her well. She introduced herself. Told me what she she stood for. I did my research and I liked her. Okay, so I voted for her. Okay, and and I told the flood out when I met her. I said, "Listen, just to let you know, I'm a pretty informed voter. Yeah. I'm going to hold you to what you told me." Good. I mean, Good I understand that when you go in there, that you can't get everything you want. It is compromised. Right. But I, I am going to hold you your feet to the fire. You promised a certain. I know if you got twenty things on your list, if you can get twelve of them done. I consider that being successful. Okay. Absolutely. That's a good point. And I mean, you know, in my area, I feel actually pretty good because uh, I just, I had three major goals, uh, which I didn't think could be accomplished in two years. And we're getting very close to completing all three of them. Uh, You know, another time we'll talk about that. But but you're right. It is is these things that you want to do for the community. You can't get everything. Um, But to to what you're saying, you know, you get these mail pieces. You know, what, what do you think about that when you see that? When you think about it. It just turns me off. I, I mean, they just go back and forth. And the way I look at it is, is maybe if they work together instead of putting a mailer out, this one did this and this one did that, and came to a certain compromise. Uh, yeah, I, I understand you can't pave every single road, but I, I think certain priorities. I mean, we have a couple roads in my neighborhood that are so bad that I mean, it's got to be a priority, uh, you know? Because I notice in certain areas they seem to do almost every single road. They do a certain paving project. In other areas, they seem to pick and choose which ones they want to do. I mean, I, I just. You know, and not to click on any one person, but like you said, I mean, you got to have a certain agenda. I mean, um, yeah, it's got to. And, for your constituents, it's got to be certain and I wish, priorities on certain jobs. I wish there was a certain level of ethics and integrity when you send something out that it should be fact checked. Yeah, it should it be should something. Be. You know, it's not though. 
Uh, this we're talking about this race here locally. Anthony Piccarillo, uh, one mailer said he makes a hundred thousand dollars from taxpayer money. He makes half that. You know, I don't know exactly what he makes. He makes about half that. That's a blatant lie. Uh, another mailer said he was being evicted, um, and uh, we said, is there, is there any truth to that? He had not only he got a letter from Fairfield saying that's not true. He got his full security deposit back. I don't know what, how many apartment complexes are going to give you that full security back. Um, so it, it it is said that people will kind of stoop to this this level. And it's on all sides. I'm just naming this. It happens to be a hot race happening literally down the block from well, the studio. First of all, what, what would that have to do with him? Even if that's his personal business, you know, what would that have to do with him running? I mean, people sometimes get into situations that, you know, are, are out of their control. I mean, my thing is, is that, and this is what bothers me, is only about 20% of the people go out and vote. Right. Okay. And probably out of that 20%, and I hate to say this, maybe less than 10% are actually informed of who they're voting for or what they're voting for. I'll vote for a Democrat. I'll vote for an independent. I'll vote for a Republican. Okay. If, if they're, if they're things aligned with what I think that should be done. Okay. Cause you know, that's the other problem I have is at the state level, there's certain needs that I want to see yep. on my local level. I want certain local issues and that doesn't really constitute, you know, I, you know, I, I definitely don't like the way the state was democratic, but on the local level, there are some Democrats that do do a good job. Absolutely. I, I mean, they, they kind of put Paul, party politics aside, uh, I would wish they would have more of a voice on certain things with the state, uh, you know, because Suffolk County, I feel we're getting shortchanged right. all the time from the state. I wish they would take a stand against Cuomo and some of these other ones. But, but to your point, I mean, issue. do you, do we really care if the highway superintendent, the guy paving the roads, plowing, is pro-life or pro-choice? I personally don't care. No. Um, I think most people would share that. Um, but, you know, so, so you want to know how they can do that job. Uh, so, exactly. I, I, I mean, I think, and, and you see that, and someone who um, I have a lot of regard for once told me that the more local the election, the nastier it gets. So yeah. if you look at a school board oh, race. school board election. Ooh, yeah. Brutal. Yeah, yeah. Brutal. I mean, I, I don't know if I could take the heat yeah. in a school board race. And yeah, I'm it's the lowest form of politics. <laughs> but people will nasty, yeah. you know, this one uh, cuts right. coupons and holds up the line. <laughs> you know, that, that's what are we talking about? Yeah. You got I like that analogy. <laughs> I think it was great. Joe, thanks. Always a pleasure. Right, Joe man. from Rocky Point, 631-451-1039. Let's hear what James from Calverton has to say. Hey, James. Um, yeah, my problem with all this politicians and stuff is that our founding fathers weren't expecting people who are running for office to have to pay to get their way in. I mean, you know, John Kennedy could be the right person, but he doesn't have enough money, so he's not going to win. You know, this isn't right. I mean, it should all be even. They should all be given a certain amount of advertising. You know, if one advertises more than the other, then the other person, whether they're right or wrong, has no chance. My other thing is um, we do everything in this country online. Everything we do online, even polls for the election, are done online. Why don't we do the elections online? You'd have 100% people voting. And one more thing before I get off. You said we could talk about anything. Yes. What the hell is going on with the airport over there in Riverhead, with the Riverhead, you know, with the... Uh, uh, what, what's been going on there? They want to make it a racetrack, and oh. it's just going to go on for another 25 years, and nothing happens. I'm getting off. Thank you. Okay. He's talking about the Epcal property, and that's been a, a bone of contention now for 22 years when the wow. Navy turned it over to the town of Riverhead. And uh, we've had many people on the show talking about that. It's it's really going to be up to the town of Riverhead to make a final decision. They did have one company in there that was going to open up an aerospace, but they found out that company didn't have the credibility. Uh, I know Long Island needs a drag strip organization. Yep. 
I know they've reached out to you. They've reached out to everybody. I support that. Uh, I support it, too. I think it's a great thing that we could use. I mean, we have Splish Splash. We have uh, uh, other areas of entertainment. But this is something that I think a certain generational uh, Long Islander would love to see a drag strip or a motorsports park. So to answer James' question, that's what we need to do. But going back to our local politics, uh, yes, they can get to the point of uh, somewhat separate in terms of uh, the hostility that's out there. Uh, That's an interesting race. The other race, obviously, we took up here was the 6th Legislative District. Sarah Anka, one of our contributors, she's got a tough race going on there. I mean, they're, they're, they're throwing all sorts of things out there. And we did take them to task. I, I, I took an editorial position on this program, and I said it was only my viewpoint. But uh, reading into some of the accusations that her opponent made up against her were just simply fabricated, not true. Uh, the idea of money laundering through her campaign yeah. committee to pay for a radio show that I know that she does here as a public service. I know that as a fact. And that is a fact. There's no money's exchanged for that. And yet uh, her opponent continues to do that. They talked about ethics charges that were dropped within two hours of the charges being filed by her opponent. Uh, should that be something that an opponent should not be able to make phony charges up, bring them to an ethics committee so that you could say ethics charges that yeah. are, are looming when they're not? They're just simply said. It would be the same if an opponent did that to you. The opponent could easily do that to you, Doug. Completely. And I'd have to respond to that. And, and that, that's... And and that's what this comes down to, is people will throw out these accusations. And it, it said it's almost like getting a phone call. Would you be more likely or less likely to vote for Tom Schiller if you found out that he, yeah, exactly. you know, yeah, yeah. Some, some outrageous charge? You're not saying that they did it, but you're saying if you found out that he engaged in that. Yeah. Outrageous. Yeah. And, you know, again, that's what makes it difficult for us to, you know, realize that uh, elections have to be fair and balanced and they have there has to be some ethics rules to it. But it almost seems there's no rules. And you know? and you see, you know, there are a lot of good qualified people here in our communities that uh, won't run for office because they're afraid, you know, they have that uh, ex-husband uh, or ex-wife. They're afraid of these little minor things yeah. and it discourages people. Yeah, I want to put... Uh We've got uh, Dean Murray on. Dean was on yesterday talking about the budget, and it's always great to have Dean on. I'm with Doug Smith. Hey, Dean, what do you say? Hey, guys. Listen, I, I was listening, and I heard James's comment. And see, this is this really does bother me. When, when people make that ridiculous assumption about either money or otherwise, a couple of years ago, uh, we had the mayoral race in the city with de Blasio running against a colleague of Doug's and mine mm. in the assembly, Nicole Maliotakis. Everywhere you heard... All the political pundits and the talking heads and the prognosticators all were saying that he didn't even have an opponent and all. When you come out and say dumb things like that, she actually ran a very good race. But she didn't have a chance because everyone said she didn't have a chance. When James was saying that Kennedy won't win because he doesn't have enough money, let me tell you a story. In 2014, I ran for the assembly to get back in uh, against Ed Hennessy. The other side outspent us 850000 to just over or just under 200000 and mm-hmm. we won. And you won. In 2015, John Kennedy ran mm-hmm. for Suffolk County Comptroller, mm-hmm. countywide race against Jim Gorin. Gorin had multiple lines. I think it was Democrat, working families, independents, and maybe even a vanity line. I'm not sure. John Kennedy was on one line, the Republican line. Again, he was outspent over $800,000 to just about... 100,000. He overwhelmingly won. Money does factor in, but it's not the only factor. It's how hard the candidate works, the message they have. And the message right now is, if you think we can afford four more years of Steve Ballone, (laughs) just ask the people that are fleeing Suffolk County in record numbers. Mm -hmm. We just can't. Mm -hmm. So as long as that message gets out there, 
we're going to be just fine. Yeah, and appreciate what you did yesterday to try to put some sense out of this budget. And we're going to keep on talking about it for the next, I hope I got it right, 25 days. And I think it's very important because you have the one side saying that everything is pink, pinky and rosy. And I'm <laughs> saying we need to know the truth. And, and I thought Dean was very articulate on that. And we'll certainly get the other side in that, too. Dean, thanks for the phone call. Always, hey, thanks. A, always, have a great weekend. Always a pleasure. Now, we're going to take a short break. I'm your host, Tom Schler. Final segment, we got Barbara Monica talking about the Week in Review. I am with Assemblyman Doug Smith, who will be here also to the 2 o'clock hour. We're going to take Take a short break. We'll be right back. This is Doug Gray of the Marshall Tucker Band. Always keep your eyes open for motorcycles. This message is brought to you by my buddies at Long Island Abate. Your Island, live and local, with your host, Tom Shalero on 103.9 LI News Radio. And once again, welcome back. This segment of our program is being brought to you by the great motorcycle rights and safety advocacy group, Long Island Abate. American bikers for awareness, training, and education. They promote safety on our roads for the two- and three-wheeled rider to ensure automobile drivers look and see and know that motorcycles are everywhere. They promote training. Common sense laws attend court proceedings to ensure justice for those involved in motorcycle accidents for drivers drunk, distracted, or recklessly careless. Call Abate President Jim Barr at 1-888-LI-ABATE or visit that website, longislandabate.org. Please watch those left-hand turns, number one cause of motorcycle accidents. Also brought to you by Manzoni Real Estate. Are you looking to sell your home or buy? Well, look no further. Manzoni Real Estate is a real estate broker that the MLS proudly rated number one here on Long Island locally. Ray Manzoni Real Estate is at the top 1% of all realtors in the nation in the volume of sales. All you have to do is this. Call 631-928-1188. 631-928-1188. Or go to that website, www.manzoni.com, and mention your island with Tom Shalero and receive a line-protected supermarket bag. Let's get right back into it. As promised, we're rounding third, heading up to the 2 o'clock hour on our Friday edition. I am with Assemblyman Doug Smith, who's graciously agreed to stay here for the entire show, talk about all these different issues. And speaking about issues, we've got Barbara LaMonica. You hear Barbara every week on the show on the 130 segment dealing with the week in review. And Doug's going to join in on our discussion. Barbara LaMonica, how are you today? Very well, Tom, and uh, welcome to you also, Assemblyman. Um, it has been, um, what a week it was, it's been really crazy, and I don't foresee it getting any better. But, you know, we usually start with the Fed, but I thought this week in particular, there's been lots happening, you know, on the home front, much closer to home. So let's go first, Tom, if we will, and Assemblyman Smith, to your your backyard and home base, actually, where you're broadcasting from, okay. um, at Milo MacArthur Airport, and local news is going to make your frequent flyer listeners very happy. That being that Long Island MacArthur Airport is receiving funding from multi-layers of governmental and agency sources. Um, And that's a good thing when you see multi-layers of government working together, um, you know, for the the community. Um, And this, in particular, for Long Island MacArthur Airport, for two series of multiple capital improvements to modernize the airport, um, which is kind of in need of doing. I I think... um, Eiffel Town Supervisor Carpenter had said it's been almost a couple of decades since, you know, the last, you know, makeover, you know, for the airport. Um, but uh, the first um, group includes rebuilding the West Terminal Apron, 
uh, $327,000 of which is expected to come from the FAA with another 18000 uh, and change each from the town of Islip and, and from the, the state of New York. Um, and then another series of capital improvements includes upgrading with the main terminal to bring it into further compliant, you know, ADA compliance, which which is mandatory actually. Um, and there will be multiple new vestibule doors, main terminal roof, and replacing four luggage carousels. So this should be making your frequent flyer mile uh, frequent flyer listeners very very happy coming out of MacArthur Airport. Um, it's a wonderful airport. But uh, these, these renovations. Yeah. Um, Good, uh, Doug, yeah, Doug wants to come. I, I have to say, you know, I represent MacArthur Airport, and uh, we are so fortunate. This is the hidden gem on Long Island. We were actually just talking about this during the break and how convenient it is to fly out of MacArthur Airport. I think uh, Supervisor Carpenter, uh, our relatively new airport commissioner, Shelley LaRose Arkin, um, they're doing a fantastic job. And I was happy um, to fight and uh, continue to fight for MacArthur Airport and additional state funds. Uh, my predecessor, Al Graf, and I, uh, and since I've taken over as the assemblyman since I was elected. Um, we've gotten millions of dollars of additional state funds for MacArthur Airport, so that's a continued work in progress. I, I think it was 2016 or 17 we secured 20, we helped secure $20 million from MacArthur Airport. Uh, I mean, that's important that we continue to move in the right direction, and I'm, I'm, I'm just very happy with uh, what Supervisor Carpenter has done. Um, we've taken an airport that was losing money, and since her tenure and uh, Shelley as our airport commissioner, they've really turned it around, and now we're, we're doing very very well. Um, and you know what we like to say, if you like your airport, please use your airport, because the only way we're going to get new destinations and flights in uh, are if people use them. So it's a great gem. What is beautiful even now as it is, um, but but to make all of these renovations. And like you said, um, it's, it, this is a work. In, this is very much a work in progress. And um, there's even more coming down the road, or in this case, down the runway. Officials, I believe, will be uh, eyeing, I, I think, another $67 million in funding from FAA to construct um, the concourse in addition in addition to making other improvements. So that's very good news, you know, and, and a very good investment, like you alluded to, you know, on the home frontier. So that's some positive news. So, so, and, and thank you to you, you know, for your work as well, um, May I call you Doug? Or please, call, Barbara, please call me Doug. That's absolutely fine. Thank you. All right. Okay. So we switch back now to the Fed, you know, and at the federal level for just a moment because we've seen so much of it. We're going to continue to see more of it and, and just for a minute. But as it relates to impeachment, by not holding a House vote, I, I just think that the Democrats are not playing by the rules. And it almost appears as though they're deliberately stretching this out to as close to the 2020 elections as they can get, unless I'm reading something wrong this is what this is what it, to me it seems like and and what this is doing is thwarting this administration's ability to move forward to get some meaningful productive legislation passed although this economy is looking up jobs are looking up um, unemployment is looking down and so on so you know and i think as far as nancy pelosi and adam schiff they should at the very least be penalized for their mishandling of the impeachment process, regardless of who's elected or re-elected in 2020, we're becoming an embarrassment on the global stage right now. Um, you know, and, and I know there's, there's, there's been hints of maybe, and I, I don't know if this was said tongue-in-cheek, but I think there may be hints of another Trump-slash-Clinton showdown. Yeah, I mean, I, that, I, I can't see that. I, I, uh, I, I don't see she even has the support in the Democratic Party. 
even though the Democratic uh, Party is crazy be, people. I mean, I've heard her soundbite. If you listened very carefully to uh, Hillary Clinton's soundbite, she said, oh, something about they think he could win again. Now, excuse me, but or she could win. She could win again or something. Mm. But she alluded to it again. Right. I don't think she won. Well, I mean, they look at the popular vote. Yeah, Yeah, they look at the popular vote. You know, I say that. But I think she has to file by December, at least to get into Iowa. You have to be in all the primaries to get the delegates. Mm -hmm. She can't wait. Mm -hmm. If she's going to do this, she has to announce at least in the next quarter, I mean, the next three months. I mean, and she wants to be the president. This is her her entire life's mission has been to be the president. People don't like her all this. I mean, it's, you know, it was terrible. In fact, they say Donald Trump had 38% uh, uh, support, but the extra 10% came from people that hated Hillary Clinton. Yep. So I don't know. I mean, I think it'd be a gift to Donald Trump. I oh, think it'd be yeah. a gift to him, but I, I, I don't see it. I'm sorry. I can't see no, it. No. She's starting from beyond, from way back behind the starting gate, if this is mm. any kind of race. She's so far behind at this point. And just one last comment on the federal level. I believe the fourth Democratic debate is coming October 15th, sponsored by CNN. Right. I think that so might be the case. Yeah. For that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, blink and you'll miss it. So that's like right around the corner. Um, I like to always touch on the money markets because for many of your listeners, you know, this, this hits them in the wallets. Just a glance at the markets after the first after the first half of the top week, there were declines. Yesterday and today, the Dow, NASDAQ, and S&P are showing significant gains. So just literally 30 seconds on that. I think it's important because so many of us do, you know, have money wrapped up or tied up in, you know, in the market. So that's, that's just important to note, especially when, uh, you know, people are so fearful of, you know, is the economy going to take, you know, a nosedive or a downturn? Uh, where it doesn't come back up. So I think it's important to just keep an eye on that and just keep mentioning it. Okay, to Long Island we come, and maybe even New York State in a way, corruption, crookery, greed, and abuse of power. It's no stranger to politics, and it's kind of hit close to the home on Long Island and effectively in New York State, and I'll tell you why. And, and, and this doesn't, I'm not saying this, the state did anything wrong. I'm saying how it's hit the state and Long Island. Uh, The news broke this week that the disgraced former NASA County executive Ed Mangano has been disbarred from practicing law in the state of New York. So this touches us here in the state and also locally. And it comes in the wake of his being convicted, you know, of a felony in federal court in March of 2019. Um, Mangano is a Hofstra alumnus practicing law since 1988, um, you know, uh, Hofstra, Hofstra. Um, now, wasn't his sentencing uh, postponed? What was the latest with his sentencing? December. I want to say December. December. Okay. Yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking. Okay. Um, you know, and if you recall, following the first mistrial, the subsequent trial, Mangano was convicted, you know, of conspiracy to commit federal, you know, program bribery, conspiracy, wire fraud to commit honest services. So all of this is revolving around accusations that Mangano got a number of bribes from a local restaurant here, um, including a $450,000 no-show job for his wife. Um, so now... If- talk about pro quo. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So now if we can, can I, if I could interject, there's something interesting on the other side. So now in Suffolk County, uh, we just held a press conference just the other day with the district attorney uh, regarding illegal dumping and mining. Uh, I don't know if, did, did you, Barbara, if you saw those reports, um, this, the Suffolk County district attorney secured the largest um, 
the largest prosecution in New York State history uh, of 30 criminals who illegally uh, dumped on properties and nine corporations, which was kind of a, a pretty big deal. And we actually joined in introducing legislation carried by um, New York State Senator uh, Todd Kaminsky and uh, Assemblyman Steve Stern. I'm co-sponsoring that bill uh, that would actually create new crimes uh, with respect to illegal dumping and illegal sand mining, which has become a major issue on Long Island. Uh, so much of it. Yes, please continue. This is it's a huge issue, and there's so it much is, of it yeah. happening on Long Island. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's and, and what we're talking about here, uh, we've talked about this on the show many times, that a lot of our colleagues in state government are hesitant to put new penalties on. However, with this one, most of the people being impacted when uh, you, you know, middle class family or lower income family uh, buys, you know, you're doing gardening or landscaping work, and you buy what you think is clean fill for your home, uh, and these companies were engaged in a wide uh, scheme uh, operation. Basically, they were delivering hazardous fill. Uh, and I was so happy to see. Unfortunately, the laws right now are not strong enough to deal with this. So, uh, But I'm, I'm very happy. District Attorney Tim Seney and his office worked tremendously for over a year. They impaneled a grand jury to work on this. They issued a report. The uh, They secured indictments and Every one of these 30 individuals and nine corporations pled guilty, which is really unprecedented. But unfortunately, the the ringleader was charged with criminal mischief. Now, when you think of criminal mischief, you think of somebody spray painting the side yeah, of a building. That's right. You don't think of a mailbox or something. Like yeah. That. Uh, unfortunately, so unfortunately, uh, the ringleader is only getting two to four years in state prison, um, which is really not not a lot. So we're proposing new crimes uh, of different. There's four degrees of illegal dumping, and then I believe there's two degrees of illegal sand mining. Uh, that actually happened here in my district in Holtzville. There was uh, a, a property about six acres uh, that was illegally mined of sand, probably to the tune of uh, $20 million. We're talking back in 2015, 2016. And unfortunately, with the laws in place, the DEC was only able to fine them $700,000, payable only $100,000. So, And I, I said this at the press conference. I said, you know, if you give me a scenario where I can put in $100,000 and get $20 million, they count that as a cost of doing business. Anyone would take that investment in a heartbeat. It's unfortunate. Um, so we need these crimes on the books. And I'm very proud of our district attorney for making that a priority. Oh, very nice. We have an exemplary DA in, in, in Tim Sini. He, he is exemplary in, in, in every facet of law. He, he's just amazing. He really is. And, and you know, it's, it's good to see that, you know, uh, we're, we're kind of revisiting these laws so that they're more effective and that those who are going to engage in this kind of um, activity think twice or thrice before they actually do it because it will no longer be a slap on the wrist hopefully you know and that's you know what about the damage that's already been done i wouldn't want contaminated um soil being dumped on my property i have a good feeling about this bill i think i think we have real traction on this uh we've got bipartisan support and i think this i'm i'm really hoping that this is going to become law yeah. this time next year did that roberto clemente park did that ever open yet i think they opened portions of it that was the one that uh, yeah, really brought a lot of attention because that was a good local park the folks de- depended yeah. on it and uh they just had all those toxins or whatever the heck went on over there so they have remediated it and, and they have reopened the town of Islip has reopened has, has that opened park it, okay. but what a tragedy oh. when you're talking about they lost a whole summer i think over there you know because there oh, was yeah. a swimming pool there or whatever they did just a terrible shame people depend on their local parks what else you have for us barbara lamonica here in suffolk county i'm sure we've seen you know we've seen read listened to the headline suffolk otb is suing the casino operator of jake 58 delaware north 
alleging that the operation used the video lottery operations as, you know, kind of like a cash cow. And who's, who, at whose expense? The taxpayers. Really? By overcharging the, see the pay, yes, for construction and rent and more. Yes. So this is, um, you know, this after OTB's efforts to, you know, come to a resolution. They tried to come to a resolution with Delaware North. Those were unsuccessful. Now, a little, a little bit on statistics. I mean, every time you pass exit 58 and you take a look at Jake's 58, there's cars there. I think, I don't know if the place is open 24-7. Amazing. But I, I'm, oh. I agree with you, Barbara. I pass it all the time and I was going, oh, my God, that place is bringing in the dollars, let me say. And well, the Medford folks in the town of Brookhaven, um, they, they really thought um, not to have that in their backyard, so to speak. But since opening its doors in 2017, the casinos grossed upwards of six billion in revenue. Amazing. Um, generating more uh, more than two hundred million dollars. I think I believe in um, Doug. You could correct me if I'm wrong, but generating more than two hundred million for the state of New York and untold millions more I, for Suffolk County yeah. and the village of Atlanta. I'm not yeah. sure the exact breakdown of the funds, but I believe they were uh, bringing in twenty two million dollars a month. So some breakdown goes to Delaware North, some goes to OTB, some goes to the state. Uh, it is a tremendous amount. I understand the village of Islandia, they don't pay taxes anymore. Is that correct? Yeah, actually, the mayor uh, of Islandia, good friend Al Dorman, he actually was able to negotiate a deal where they basically wiped out their garbage collection and most of their uh, village property taxes. Incredible. Right. Uh, they got a brand new park out of the deal, uh, $2 million park. We should build casinos everywhere, maybe. <laughs> I don't mean that, folks. No, no. But I'm saying this is what what a way to bring in money and you don't have to pay taxes. I hate taxes. Who, who, if you like taxes out there, just give us a call. I'm only kidding. Nobody's calling. Yeah, he, he is. Uh, okay. So, um, but, the, uh, but the OTB lawsuit states basically that Delaware North overcharged Suffolk OTB hundreds of thousands of dollars in rent, apparently by um, inflating the size of the VLT facility. So for what they were paying, uh, you know, and, and apparently it was the OTB auditors that found Delaware North used um, dozens of erroneous construction change orders which resulted in millions of dollars in overcharges and who benefited Delaware North. Mm. So, you know, we could spend an entire two-hour, one of your entire two-hour programs. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And now, there was legislation in Albany this year. I, I'm sorry to cut you off, Barbara. Um, oh, regarding, uh, so... Right now, there's a thousand video lottery terminals, thousand slot machines at uh, Jake's 58. Uh, there was legislation to add another 1,000 uh, to Suffolk County, yeah. but it didn't specify where that would go. Uh, there is a concern uh, that bill was stalled in Albany this year. Um, I I know I had some questions about it uh, because as my as I understand it, Suffolk County OTB owns pro- still owns that property in Medford. There is a chance that a casino. Um, you know, so that that's that. Those are the questions that are out there. Could a casino be built? And now, why would you have two competing casinos uh, right down the road, right down the expressway? Um, right. And mm-hmm. Delaware North and the Village of Atlanta actually have additional space. So if they had a thousand more, they could conceivably go there. I personally, I have to say, I I'm not a, generally a supporter of the casinos. Um, however, uh, the fact is, I've talked to the police department. They've looked at the crime statistics. Generally, the, the folks that are going to um, Jake's Fifty Eight older crowd and not causing really problems. I mean, they, yeah, they didn't have seen. the problems they anticipated. They thought there'd be problems there and it just didn't right. turn out they to be. Had expressed that. Residents in Medford had turned out um, numerous times at uh, town board meetings in Brookhaven expressing exactly those concerns. But apparently once they're in the building, you know, they're there doing their thing, you know, and that's it. But there were traffic initially when they came to Atlantia, 
there were traffic issues. Right. I know. The I local residents. And I, I've well. spoken with the uh, state uh, Department of Transportation because people were parking illegally, uh, parking up and down the service road. You're not allowed to park on a service road. Uh, so the village mm-hmm. of Islandia turned around. They actually put up signage along the service road um, and it really alleviated the issue. Yeah. So that was something that... Barbara, believe it or not, we're out of time. We're going to wait one more week until you come back on again with our weekend review for next week. Barbara LaMonica, appreciate it very much. Thanks for joining us. Have a great week. Bye-bye now. You know, Doug, I'll let you finish up our segment here. Um, 8529, our favorite assembly bill. Where is it right now? So our bill that uh, would create a new crime of obstructing a police officer, something that, uh, that Tom, that you really worked hard on, uh, it was actually just yesterday added to the Assembly Republican okay. uh, platform. So now this is a bill for the Republican Party of the New of New York State pushing this bill that started right here in this studio with your yeah. listeners. Okay, and that's um, to really to protect police officers and the normal performance of their duty. Uh, it was a reaction to what took place in the city with the dumping of the water. But the, the bill goes specifically towards whether a uh, obstructing a police officer in the performance of their duties. And it can mean a lot of different things other than just the water. So I think it, it's all encompassing and it makes it an e-felony. So the next time those thugs do anything like that, they could be arrested for a real crime. And I think that's what we're doing. Doug, I wish you the best of luck with that bill. And we're going to see you again in two weeks, I hope. Sounds good to me. Once again, Assemblyman Doug Smith joining me here on Your Island with Tom Shalero. You are listening to 103.9 LI News Radio, 2 o'clock hours upon us. What does that mean? Breaking it down with the great Frank McKay. Everybody have a great weekend. We will not be broadcasting on Monday. The Islanders will be playing during this time slot and 103.9 Radio LI News Radio is the voice of the Islanders. So we won't be here on Monday, but we'll hear back on Tuesday. Everybody have a great weekend. See you then. Our longing to stray Right through very heart of it New York New York I want to wake up in a city that doesn't sleep